Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cue the music. And we're live in five. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another rousing rendering edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. That's right, C2C Radio Show is live right now and also can be downloaded through Apple, Google Play, Amazon, and all your other favorite, favorite podcast distribution sites. I'm Stan Grubb and my tag team partners, Brian Taylor. What's going on? What's good? up sir and joined by rob hefner as well that's right i'm here (laughs) he is here unless he is well there there right just glad i could keep up gentlemen how have you been how was your weekend just fine nothing crazy nothing crazy yeah just uh Another day in the life. Aha. Another day in the life. So what you're saying is nothing of interest took place at all throughout the weekend. Well, I mean, other than me seeing my next two uh, convention exclusive comic books I'm getting. No. Ooh, do tell, do tell. Oh, you'd have to see them. Not really much you can tell. It kind of takes the fun away from it. It's, it's... So once once I know what all 13 look like, I'll, I'll show you. Okay. So. Yeah. I bought my con t-shirt for the local Comic-Con. It's starting its first ever. So I thought I'd be a good steward and buy one because they say you can't guarantee they'll be there when you get there. You know what's crazy, though? Is it's the same time as... Uh, Galaxy Con in Richmond, right? So whoever's running it, maybe next year should not put it on the same days. A much bigger con, right? Have they, have they listed their guests yet for Culpeper Con? Uh, well, there's like the, a doctor. Yeah, doctors doing guest speaking. Um, they've got um cosplay and that kind of stuff but see also like it's friday and saturday it's not saturday sunday it's hmm. friday saturday and saturday i've already got tickets to go to brick fair the lego convention that's in fredericksburg so i will be going friday evening the first night of comic Con. so this if anybody is... would like to join me this is Culpeper Con, which was announced in 2022, in December of 22, saying they're going to be doing this every year going forward. 
And this is through the Culpeper County's uh, Public Library. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean that's a that's a good idea, but again, they need to. I don't know who planned it, who scheduled it, who, you know, whatever. But in order for this thing to really kick off, again, you shouldn't probably put it on the same day as a huge convention two hours up the road. Right when you know most of your diehard fan, like. Honestly, if I didn't have tickets to go to the Brick Fair in Fredericksburg, I was I was going to GalaxyCon because mm-hmm. everybody I wanted to see was on Saturday. You know, um, now it's still interesting. You know, still debating on maybe going Sunday to see if I could get a couple of next gen autographs. You got some. It's got some cool. Uh free events that are going on through it. You've got uh, Introduction to LARPing, D&D, Dungeons & Dragons Game Session and Demonstration. That's on the uh, 25th. They're doing the screening of Galaxy Quest on Friday. Cosplay contest. I mean, they got a lot of things, and the coolest part of it is uh, it's free. Yeah. I mean, I got no problem dropping some cash if they can get, you know, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to grab its shirt is obviously because it's the first annual. You know what I mean? So the posters are pretty cool. Went to the library uh, Saturday, was in the library, and they had, you know, a big poster size, and it was awesome. Um, it was cool um, graphics. I guess the superhero is supposed to be Captain Culpepper type thing. Captain Culpepper. Yeah. All the nose. Uh, should probably get a nerd or two involved in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was my only thing. That was my only deterrent was when I saw the guest speaker as a doctor of such and such from one of the local colleges. I'm like, uh. Yeah, keynote speaker is Dr. Grace Gibson from... Uh, Assistant Professor of African American Studies at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Um, she's apparently been taking part in hashtag Black Comics, Black Comics Chat, um, and she's been part of a podcast as well. I don't know a whole lot about her outside of this little bio they have. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I've never heard her name. It doesn't mean that she's not done anything, but I'm not, I've never heard of her before. But the event that Rob is talking about, you can get your tickets actually right now through eventbrite.com. Just look up ColpepperCon altogether. And uh, they got tickets for the Friday events, the Saturday events, even a cosplay 5K run. So uh, feel free to check it out. When's the 5K cosplay run? So I know to avoid that area of town. <laughs> the 5K cosplay run starts at 8 a.m. on Saturday, March 25th at Rockwater Park. Superman was hit by a Prius. <laughs> and Culpepper, that could just be kind of Superman. <laughs> That's just Thursday. <laughs> or that, too. <laughs> but, yeah, but also going on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like Saturday, Sunday in Fredericksburg, 
at the convention center is Brick Fair, which is a Lego convention. Much to the, it's it's the same type that we've gone to in Le- uh, Loudon, Dulles. The first time they've had it at the Fredericksburg Convention Center. So, well, and and Brian says you know Galaxy Con Richmond twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. Yes, points that's out, huge. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at their website right now. Of course, you go to galaxycon.com, and you can check out the the layout. Your headliners are David Tennant from Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. And William Shatner and Vincent D'Onofrio and Daredevil, both. Charlie Cox. Yeah. Yo, that's cool. Like. And for wrestling fans, since we are on a wrestling podcast, you've got Kevin Nash, um, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, Mick Foley. Um, tons of wrestlers are going to be there. So it's a great thing if you can. Like if you're a Star Trek nerd like I am, a lot of your next gen cast is going to be there. Riker, Crusher. Holy crap. All of the guests on this list is ridiculous. Adam Page, of course, is a Virginia native. He's going to be there, too. Damn. You really, you really he's can got, he's meet a whole shit tell you what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I know you paid $5 for this picture. However, what I'm doing is $20 gets you a picture and a big F you. <laughs> and I'll two-sweet you in the, call, in, the, yeah. in the other room. That's right. That's right. I'll give you a two-sweet when I come out. Wow, that's a hell of a guest list. I think that might be the biggest list they've had um, since they started doing it in Richmond. That list is definitely bigger than I was looking at Awesome Con that's coming up in June. Mm-hmm. Um, but Awesome Con, obviously, it's going to keep adding. Yeah, yeah, as we get closer to the date, too. Yeah, Brick Fair is the 25th and 26th. That's at the Expo Center. Jesus. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot to do, man. Yeah, we're waiting to see if my son's favorite YouTuber is going to be there. M and R. He was all. He's always been in Virginia. Mm-hmm. But no, no shortage of things going on at the end of March. Yeah, these all haven't been going on the same weekend. Like, right, on. right. So you're really going to have to make a choice there. It's it's This is a conscious effort. At least in your case, Rob, with uh, Brick Fair and, and the Galaxy Con. Not Galaxy Con, but the, the Culpepper Con. You can right. go on Sunday and go on Friday and Saturday and be at both events. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be fun. I just hate that. We finally got a con and Culpepper in our local comic store. I had to close. Oh, that sucks. But they closed. I hear they're still what Yeah, I hear they're still working behind the scenes helping them. Wow. And they'll have a booth. Well, I mean that's kind of the main thing is you got to have comics at the Comic Con, so. Hopefully somebody will have comments there. <laughs> yeah. There will at least in the graphics novel section, maybe they have no kids. 
Well, I mean, I would imagine most of them again are going to be Galaxy Con, but maybe they have found somebody to show up. Yeah, I was really looking forward to Galaxy Con, but alas, there's next year. But if I'm able to go Sunday and snag the next gen people, then go to Awesome Con and snag Jordy LaForge. Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Awesome Con. I'm going for Billy D. Yeah, because he he and Jordy and LeVar Burton are the only ones I saw that I'm like, ooh, that'd be cool. Well, I imagine there's still a lot to be announced yet. Yeah. But I was going to go for Shatner, and then Billy D popped up. So, and Billy D is cheaper than Shatner. Well, I'm not worried about that, but you know, it's hard to pass up the smoothest man on the planet. <laughs> Which, Who broke up, you know? You got to get a Colt 45 can, and you got to get him signed. <laughs> I can only hope that he has a picture with him in a Colt 45 can. <laughs> because I'll forego the Lando Calrissian picture for him in a Colt 45. Listen, I mean, I know there's a lot of listeners out there going right now. Who, who, what? Colt 45. All right, I understand. What you need to do is you need to hit up the old YouTube and just Google yep. Billy D. Williams or Colt not Google, but you, and Colt 45, and you'll find his classic, literally classic commercials. Like there's, they they are how you people know the name of Colt 45. So there you go. Yep. And back in the day, those uh, commercials oozed with machismo. A little bit of coke. Hold it, hold it <laughs> Oh man, there's GI Joe fan groups that are going to be in Richmond for GalaxyCon. I didn't know that. That's cool. Well, they this just like the was it the five hundred one for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. They always go to those things. I imagine this guest list will get even bigger as they continue to get closer. It's 108 days away. So, at least according to their handy-dandy website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, normally normally they have a lot more um, actors-type stuff. Ooh, yeah. Normally they drop a big one like Billy D to get people going, and then they add and add as they get closer. You know, it was like uh, GalaxyCon dropped Shatner first, and then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, David Tennant's a bigger star than him." Is Had the though? Green Ranger, but then no, I didn't think so. But then they they had they shared billing on top billing on the on the car on the show. You know. Hmm. But it's going to be exciting. It's exciting that cons are coming back. It's exciting that some of the big cons are coming around. Um, I still want to get to a Wizarding World sometime. Or what do they call no, it? I don't, even, Expo or I don't even think they're around anymore. Around here, anyway. Well, they're not doing it around here. The closest around here is either Orlando or Boston. Yeah, one time they were here. They were in uh, Richmond. Because so. you see all the ones coming, and you're like, ah. 
Dang it. You got Wizarding World is now known as Fan Expo? Oh, that's Wizard World. Is that the same thing? Or mm-hmm. Wizarding World yeah, is Potter. <laughs> wow. So yeah. it looks like they're just many events within events. If that's a proper... Well, no, you got right. Wizard World, right? which is a big... Um, was a big... Um, comic book um, actors, actresses, that type of thing. Uh-huh. I don't even know if that's around anymore. No. Uh-oh. It I is. They're, 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 doing, they're going by Fan Expo now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was just seeing. I was like, uh, maybe I'm just not looking at the right thing. Yeah, because I, I know, like, I guess, you know, Galaxy Con does the same thing. Like, they negotiate a rate for all these big guys. You know, here, this is how much we're going to pay you, and you got to appear at least to three of these things, you know? Where do you want to go? <laughs> Topeka. No. Um. <laughs> Nobody says Topeka. <laughs> right. Sorry, you've already, you've already no-showed the last two, so you have to show up in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Hey, they love us in Poughkeepsie. Damn, no help. No help at all, guys? Really? Damn. Hey, I love people in Poughkeepsie. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, really. I mean, come on, man. I don't know why you got to throw hate to Poughkeepsie, Stan. That's rude. I didn't throw any hate to anybody. It's not me. So, uh, I guess before we do our official start of what we're going to talk about this week, I wanted to... I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, because the last week I got uh, some responses back about uh, about my disdain and dislike of Harry Potter. Um, I actually got some negative feedback, including some listeners in the local area that uh, said it was a shame uh. because my kids are such big fans <clears throat> of Harry Potter that I would put it down as much as I did. So your wife yelled at you. Incorrect. It was not my wife. Um, so, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, on Saturday, uh, my wife was out with her family and brought home Hogwarts Legacy. You guys had just talked about it last week, of course. And uh, I was not sure if I was really into it or not. I was like, well, Brian was talking about it. Rob was talking about it. They said that their kids have been playing it. So, all right, sure. Let's pop it in and take a look. Um, and I guess I have to officially apologize because it's pretty intriguing stuff. And it, it not only entertained me, but my kids too. So, yeah. I, I guess, I don't know if I'm a Harry Potter fan per se, but the video games definitely got me. I mean, you realize you can just play a video game, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, just play the video game. Enjoy it. I am. I'm definitely no enjoying it. No one's asking you to get a wand and a stick and run around the yard. Wait, so I don't I don't have to like try to fly yet? Damn it. Well, I mean if you want to, just step on your balcony. Yeah, but I gotta oh. have the I gotta have the broomstick first, right? Grab your wand and say Leviosa. Last time I did that I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you gotta be really careful where you go grabbing your wand at, Rob. You just can't go doing that. It just anywhere. <laughs> 
Listen, if you saw you got hate mail last week, go on <laughs> down that path and see what happens. Yeah. Keep going down this road. And see what happens. <laughs> Just can't keep raving your wand everywhere in all random spots. You have to be cognizant of the people listening. Jeez, guys. Got to be responsible. Ah, no help. You guys just let me just linger out here. That sucks. Listen, I'm not fooling with Harry Potter fans. They'll yeah, kill you. We're, not, we're not talking about your wand either. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Harry Potter fan. Did Brian just, did you just say that Harry Potter fans would kill me? They're Yeesh. going to spoil something for them and see what happens. Ah, no, no, no. I've learned my lesson uh, at a very, very early age with like, Spoilers and my dad and no, I don't do that. I don't do that to anybody. Oh yeah, those Pottermore fans. Oh, they'll get you. Hmm. Is it as bad or is it worse than like Star Wars fans or Marvel fans? Go and find out. Just keep yeah. insulting them. You'll find <laughs> well, out quick. Keep, keep how running would I your mouth. Them right now, I'm just doing pretty basic. Insult stuff. them. Just, just, just insult them right now. Okay. Come up with something good. You come up with something good and insult them. Y'all are messed up. And see what happens. Now, for the record, the disclaimer is me and Rob have nothing to do with this. Right. We are a proud supporter of Harry Potter and the Potter world. Yes, we're just trying to make a point to stand here. Dan's views do not reflect those of the C2C radio show, our other programs, or Rob and Brian. They are sole and personal views of the one Stan Heartless scrub. Go ahead. Go, go on. Say something. I would never besmirch the wonderful people of what. No, no, it's too late. Say something. Oh, no, no, no. Now they it's know. Too late. Yep, too I'm late. not. Now no, no, no. Them. I would never do that. Come on. Come on. No. Now you're insulting them by not insulting them. Yep. I mean, they, they do that all by themselves insulted. without my help. I'm telling you right Listen, now. Don't be afraid. Most of them have no clue where you live. Well, or I they bet live. You one of them does. You know, they haven't seen the I light of day for about six weeks. I bet you one of them has already tracked down your address. Now that was from the right statements from last week. I do talk. Well, <laughs> I'm sure Miss Rowling is really curious as to what my opinions are about her product. That's oh, her billions. Um, it's got nothing to do with her. Don't see, insult the fans. Yeah, don't don't bring her into this. Now, alarmingly enough, I, I in my you know looking up of information about this game. She got a crap ton of heat about this game and apparently was being attacked by different fans for – is this normal? Like she's just getting attacked by Pottermore fans? Her, her, no, you did, not, you did not look into it enough. Right. Her attack is not based on the video game. It's based on something else, which oh. we are not going to discuss. <laughs> oh, so it's breaking one of our cardinal rules like don't talk politics or something. Uh, let's just say she made some comments okay. to a certain community. Ah, uh, okay. That okay. They found I'm with inappropriate. You. I follow. I think I've seen about that. her beliefs okay. and her stance, which yeah. is not. Uh, got it. So she may have in, in alien, or alienated some of her uh, Pottermore fans that she didn't mean to. Got it. Definitely. Hence the reason if you watch the Harry Potter special on HBO, she wasn't there. Oh. Well, I haven't watched that, so I didn't know that. And I will say, however, 
who made the game? Warner Brothers or whoever approved it? Uh, um, I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> kind of slid those characters in there, and the ones that are bad in the game kind of looked a little foolish now. Well, right now it's the talk of the town. I mean, literally, it, there are pictures, there are YouTube walkthroughs, tutorials. I mean, there's, there, it's all over the place right now. Um, well, and the fact that, you know, I mean, once she signed the rights over to Warner Brothers, yeah, mm-hmm. on most of the stuff, like, there's nothing, you know, they, they'll monetize the shit out of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, again, though, the, the big thing, you know, this is, this like, just how crazy... Uh, some of these fans were uh, to tell you how far some of these fans went to try and like give a reason for them not to buy the game Um, one of them and without a doubt the most foolish comparison I saw was that they compared the goblins to the Jews they did the what now? Because yeah, because the oh, goblins Lord. were not allowed to use to use magic in the game, and of course, wow. all this was before the game even come out. And we have a transgender barkeeper. Uh, you learn early on one of the professors is in a uh, a gay marriage. Um, the goblins do use magic. Um, yeah, it, w- it was like. Like some of the shit they came up with, uh, you know, I, I wanted parts of this game. Just don't play the game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But again, that was one of the crazier ones. Like, yeah. And I mean, he was like, well, I w- I'm transgender. I would play. However, uh, from what I understand, the goblins aren't allowed to have magic. And it reminds me of, you know, like he tied it into the Jews and it was like, uh, what? Where did that one come from? So goblins, so, goblins, uh, fantasy creatures that don't actually exist. That don't actually exist are now oh, on a it, parallel it, 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 with an exact nation of people. Uh, wow, that's that. But again, game. that's how that's how crazy this thing got. Right, and in the books and the movies, they're just the keeper of Gringotts, you know, like. But yeah, it's. <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like when they bring out, you know, a new Star Wars game or something like that, and there's somebody that sits there and goes, actually, um, that cloak wasn't used in that type. That's pre-Rebellion. Folks, if if you're listening and you're wondering, you know, hey, how come Stan doesn't ever chime in on those things? Because I have absolutely no freaking idea what half of this stuff is that these guys are mentioning outside of a couple key pieces that I've only just seen in this game this past weekend. So I'm, it looks like a fun game. It definitely is a fun fun game. game. Yes. Use it as what it is. It's a game. It's an avenue to have fun. It's an avenue to experience the wizarding world for those of us who can't afford to go to universal studios. Um, I told my kid by the time I can afford to take him to Universal Studios, Ollivander's wand shop is going to be broken. So every time you walk in, it'd be like, "Woo, your wand!" Have they tried to um, 
do like a, a an e-shop or anything like that now or is it still just all solo content what do you mean so you know like uh diablo and all that they have like uh an actual store where they've monetized the in-game product itself we got to buy stuff if you want to have like new gear and all that or is it just like is this just a single what? player or is it going to be online so allow me to, because I really love these questions, and <laughs> what I really love about these questions is a lot of times people whine about these things, but the solution is very fucking simple. If you don't have the money or don't want to buy it, don't fucking buy it. So... Now, to answer your question, okay. as of now, I don't believe they do. But they're all talking about DLC. You never know that being this successful. I mean, like this, it's putting up crazy numbers. Like, apparently they, like, I just read that since the game's launch, over a billion, with a B, dark wizards have been killed in the game. Wait, what? A billion yes. dark wizards? Are billion there that many? No, but you're talking like a That's across, how many people are playing. That's how many, you're right. Ah, uh, okay, I got you. See, thank you. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like, it's that big. And it's... So... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just... No, go ahead, Brian. You're fine. Oh. So eventually they'll come out with DLC. If they want to put in a store, they'll put in a store. Ultimately, the store is going to help pay for the DLC, so maybe you don't have to, right? We're all aware of, if you play video games, you're, you're aware of how stores work. Most of the time, stores are attached to free games. Right. Why? Right. Because the people that buy from the store are allowing you to play for free. Much in the same vein that Call of Duty makes like a hundred million dollars or a billion dollars or whatever it is. Why? Because all the people that pay for that allowed you, you don't have to. It allows for you to play the game for free. It allows for you to get, uh, get guns for free. The whole nine yards. If you don't want to buy it, don't, don't fucking buy it. Yeah. Like that is literally one of the, one of the like dumbest fucking arguments I've ever heard. Right. Well, and and ultimately what that does is that takes away from the growth of a game. Mm -hmm. Because again, if I if if I am supporting the game by paying for a season pass or a special wand or you know a special mount or whatever, Stan doesn't have to and Stan will probably get to play the game for free. Now, if you take the store out, the store out, guess what Stan's going to have to do? Stan's going to have to fucking pay for it. Right. DC Universe Online went to a similar uh, approach after a period of time. They did where yes. you could subscribe for, for I want to say it was fifteen dollars a month, um, yes. and you could get all of their content, or you could do free to play, and you could level up as far as you wanted, but certain content you couldn't access unless you paid. Right. And who um, owns? Who owns DC? Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, but th and that... Who owns that, Harry Potter? 
Well, the problem with Harry Potter is that the the developers are kind of like beating around the bush whether there's going to be DLC or not. Well, judging from the first two weeks of sales, Hogwarts Legacy has sold more than 12 million copies. And you think about the fact that how big, how big the Harry Potter universe is, right? And how immersive and how many characters and all this are in it. Of course, they're going to have DLC. You know, yes, it's set before the time of Harry. But that doesn't mean at some point they can't bring in a, you know, an Albus Dumbledore or somebody that everybody knows. They do that in every game. Mm, no, he's too young in this. I think he's only like nine. But you know what I mean? Like how many times they bring in different, you know, in the DC game, how often do they play a, have a, an event that kind of corresponds with something coming out, you know? So it's, it's, it's a way to make money and it's going to be a way to keep the game interesting, you know, as they, as people go through, you know, get a little young Matt Eye Moody. Eh. So again, so are you a little, I shouldn't cuss. Oh my, All you people go. out there in Radio <laughs> Land who have an issue with a live um, game or stores Ooh. or paywalls, don't buy it. There's enough people out there that will, and you'll probably get through any of that all by, you know, because they'll pay and get you through. Port Key Games has got to be living living the high life right now. $850 million in sales. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Uh, conversely, uh, most popular game before this would have probably been, what, Elden Ring? And if you look at Elden Mm-mm. Ring sales... No. Call, of Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Call of Duty, yeah. Duty probably. Oh, all right. Then this is a ridiculous comparison. 13.4 million copies sold worldwide by the end of March of 22. 20 million in February of 23. Well, you've got, you think about this alone. It's with the Harry Potter world. Potter mania. It's the same, like you said, about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and any kind of fandom. You're going to have people that buy it just to buy it because of what it is. You're going to have people buy it because they want to play a game. You got people like you that had no clue what it was, but heard people talking about it and you decided to give it a shot. Right. You may play it a little while and go, you know what? This isn't for me. And okay. You got others that will buy it and will never break open the package. Why? Because it's sitting on the shelf with all the other collectibles, but they bought it. Just because you know? it's got Harry Potter's name on it or Hogwarts on right. it. Right. It's just got the Potter thing on it. Same thing with Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever, you know? I mean, how many times did they re-release the Star Wars movies and we all bought them? Guilty. You know, because we're like, that's Guilty. new. We gotta have it. <laughs> right, that's right. a different case. I want it. There's people that well, buy the, the books every time they change the cover. They buy them again. I'm just going to go on record. 
Do it. Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League is supposed to have a store and some live elements to it. Mm-hmm. And if you whiny little bitches out there, screw that up for me. For me. I think the game shouldn't have one. It's We're going to have problems. <laughs> there should be no store. No online store. Don't this buy stuff. Don't buy it. This, it unfair, this is an unfair gaming platform for those who <laughs> cannot play. Well, yeah, that's I, remember when Diablo Immortal came out, how people were that, pissed at that market system. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, so a market system should be designed in such a way that you cannot benefit from the market system. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, like it, Diablo Immortal, if you knew how to run the market, although you would spend a shit ton of cash. Oh, yeah. You could oh, ultimately benefit from a lot of money. They even told you like, you're going to spend thousands of dollars. Hmm. But there are people with thousands of dollars to spend. Right? right. So let them do it. I don't care. One way or the other. I don't care. I don't have that money. So I didn't spend that money. My money went to other games. <clears throat> but a, a, a store system or a live, um, what do you call it, live? Um, and anyway, where a game grows and uses like a store season pass, none of those should ha- give you the ability to benefit from it. All right. So it should be like cosmetics. Um, you know, like if you're going to, if you have a game with a gun that needs upgrading, okay, that's one thing. But don't release a fully upgraded gun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like if you do, if you do, because COD is normally pretty good where, and that's Call of Duty. So normally each season they release it like two free guns. But you have to get to a certain point on the season pass. So you don't just automatically get them. You might have to hit level 20 to unlock the first one and then say 80 to unlock the second one, whatever. And those guns are normally pretty good. However, those guns anybody can get to. Because they, you know, just because you didn't buy a season pass doesn't mean you can't progress a season pass. If that makes sense. You still have free spots along the, along the path, but everybody gets the free guns, right? But in an, in that you know that's the type of thing you should take. If a gun is, or a weapon is going to really change the dynamic of the game, then make it free to everybody on a season pass or whatever. If not, just put cosmetics, skins. You know, whatever. And then if you want to buy it, buy it. And don't, you don't. It's not going to affect one way or the other. Right. And the ones who complain the most are, I bet you, the ones that sit there and they buy the season pass for Fortnite as soon as the goddamn thing drops. Oh, yeah, because I've seen that, too. You know, no. oh my God, there, there's too many of these. I can't, I can't keep spending money on all of them. Well, no, pick the one you want to spend money on and spend it on that. Right. But stop, you know, don't ruin it for everybody. These companies got to make money. And again, on a free to pay game, how do you think they make money? You knuckleheads. 
do you want to buy the store or would you like to every time you try to move move into a different scene in Hogwarts you got to watch an ad you ad based gaming no thank you <laughs> you know what i mean like you don't want it but then again you need it because you know they got to make their money and, and again, trust me. Trust me when I tell you, you could turn Hogwarts Legacy free to play. You could put a store in it, and you would probably hit the billion dollar mark by the end of the year just off of the store alone. And not everybody's going to buy it, but the ones that do are going to make are going to pay the company so that the company can come out next, you know, six months down the line. And say, oh, here's free DLC for everybody. Well, if they keep making money the way they are right now, you know, eight hundred fifty million into first two weeks, yeah, you you probably can do whatever the hell you want from here forward, is my guess. And I mean, that's a that's a huge nod of of approval to them. I mean, that's well, it's your fan base, of course, but at the same time, <laughs> that's like a whole nother ball game when we talk about that kind of money. Yeah, very few games reach that heights. That's world changing money, not life changing. Like 850, almost a billion dollars. Like if you have enough billions, you can kind of do it whatever you want, anytime, ever. That's kind of how that works. Mm-hmm. Well, we still got uh, Diablo 4 coming out this June. Beta starts for that in March. Hope you got your codes ready. That's going to be a good one. Uh, I can't wait for that one, honestly. That's going to be cool. Uh, Fight Forever got an update, supposedly. I'll say supposedly. So this is allegedly an update for the release date for AEW's Fight Forever. Uh, Apparently, Best Buy is showing the release date of March 31st for Fight Forever. It has not mm-hmm. been confirmed by AEW yet. But I have a feeling, uh, as we are in the air of announcements and stuff, probably Revolution Weekend will get an announcement confirming that or somewhere in that neighborhood. The game itself is complete, according to Kenny Omega. So it's ready. They had to go through a little bit of a challenge with uh, getting the rating approved because apparently they had so much blood in the game, they actually had to tone it down. Kenny Omega described it as you could literally recreate a murder scene. <laughs> I don't know That's if you funny. really want to do that in a wrestling game, but okay. Thank you for letting us know, Kenny. <laughs> uh, that's probably why they had to tone it down, because that was even more than the uh, mature rating, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean... That's just absolutely nuts that there would be that much blood, but it is a wrestling game, so... I mean, we do bleed every week now, so. Stiff wind, John Moxley's bleeding, pretty much. Yeah, John Moxley's in that late 90s Ric Flair forehead type mode. Yeah. (laughs) You know, in one of those weird, like, I don't understand this guy kind of moments, uh, Busted Open Radio, Bully Ray, was uh, talking about John Moxley and how he feels that John Moxley bleeds too much. You know, I, I saw that and thought about that. Um, to me, that's kind of like, that's kind of like 
Bully Ray saying Bubba Dully used the table too much. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. It's not just me that's all that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> no. that. Literally, ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling Legend Hall of Famer, whatever you want to call him, Bubba Ray, now known as Bully Ray Dudley, thinks that John Moxley bleeds too much. If you want to go back in the annals of wrestling history, go down the, the wing of ECW and watch the Dudleys. And then ask yourself, do I want this guy telling me what's too much in the wrestling world? Uh, so, I, to me, I don't, I don't mind him saying it. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was like the way he said it. And I forget the exact quote. I don't know if you have the exact quote. But again, I read it. I kind of laughed and I was like, man, again, this is like Bully Ray telling Bubba Ray, you used the table too much. You, you know what I'm saying? Like the table was your stick. Here's the direct quote from uh, Busted Open Radio. Blood was as much a part of the company as great as the great wrestling or gratuitous violence. It seems like lately, though, blood has become commonplace with John Moxley as if John's the bleeder. He's going to bleed every night like Terry Funk or Dusty Rhodes or Abdullah the Butcher. I just wanted to mean something. And last night, if only the if the only blood you saw was John Moxley's blood spilled on the mat and on his face because Hangman hit him with barbed wire brass knucks to get the, set the table up for what we're going to see in Texas, then I get it. Then it means something. So that's kind of the context behind it. He says, I'm in agreement with a lot of people where Moxley's bleeding a little too much, and it's a little too much because it really doesn't mean anything. But but again, though, this is like this is my point about that statement of Bubba Ray telling – or Bully Ray telling Bubba Ray, you know, about the table, right? Right. After a while, the table loses – it's it's momentum, right? The same thing with John bleeding on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's got to mean something. Well, your tables should have meant something. But no, once you got past uh, uh, ECW, your tables meant so little that they had to include um, ladders and chairs. Then we had to put thumbtacks and barbed wire. Well, not just, uh, but when you go to Impact and you're still using your your tables, like your tables followed you everywhere. That's your stick. Why are you why are you like downing, uh, you know, Mox because that's what Mox wants to do. The crowd enjoys it. The crowd gets behind it. Unlike last week, where I think he probably blacked old what's his name out a couple of times. <laughs> You're talking about Evil Uno. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just like it, go. It's just like J- Jeff Jarrett and the guitar. Yeah. You know, like, dude, when you were the country music dude or whatever, you had the guitar, but now you're just an old guy coming out and smacking people with guitars. But again, so, that's his thing, right? Let him do his thing. <laughs> but like, like you said. Bully Ray's trying to say things to stay relevant. Because if you think about it, he always says something about somebody in one of the big two just to get it said that so we so so we sit here and talk about it. 
Well, I don't, I don't think he's doing that. I, I just, I think it's just one of those things where like some guy that's been in the business for a long time thinks that he has the, the pulse, the fans pulse. And, you know, well, I mean, what is it? GCW's made a living mm-hmm. off of that. Should we tone down the blood there? No, oh, because that's part of the part of the show. And eventually, you know, it's like someone's going to have a problem with something, and it's just come on now. Mm. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, okay, buddy. Yep, yep. All right. Yeah. That's like a that's like an alcoholic telling telling Ric Flair, "Hey, you got to slow down, buddy. Jeez, that's too much. Come on, stop it." You, okay. No, yeah, it's like again, Rick Fleer telling Rick Flair. Right. You've got to right. Better, better comment. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, you're going for to Rob's point. He is going for reaction. That's ultimately what he says. Half of what he's doing is all work anyway. You know what I mean? Like he's not. I have a hard time believing that Bully Ray goes home and when he talks to his friends is this much of a dick as he is when he does bust it open. I just don't think that's what? who he is. Then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it really is who he is. So I don't really think he's a dick. I just think he and Booker T sometimes like to say stupid shit. Booker, I think, fine. does that a lot more than just sometimes. But I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Booker does it a lot. but he, he, I think, well, for Booker T, I think what he is is he's very protective of his legacy and doesn't want to tarnish it by going against the grain. I don't necessarily knock him for that. At least in his case, if he talks about like the past and success and how to be successful, I can at least buy in knowing that he was successful. Yeah. But so my thing about uh, Booker T is Booker T is like so committed to the E. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. And again, that's fine. They pay you check ball out. Right. 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 But you can't one month sit there and tear down AEW and Kenny Omega only to find out, well, guess who's hot after Kenny Omega to sign him. Right. And that's my bosses in Stanford and then start kissing Kenny Omega's ass. And, you know, what a big pickup it'll be. He's one of the best in the world. Glad you brought up Kenny Omega because something something I saw today and and. This blew my mind. I, I can't believe that fans would actually say this, but Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I mean, the rumor has always been WWE wants them, long before AEW was a thing. Well, now, they're, supposedly their contracts are due to expire in 24. Again, supposedly. We don't have a confirmation of this. But if they go to WWE, there are there is a large contingent of fans stating that they have to go to NXT, and it gets better, to sit under the learning tree of Shawn Michaels. Now, I, I, I don't know any bigger Shawn Michaels fan than me, but the last thing I would ever say is that Kenny Omega, for crying out loud, needs to go and learn from Shawn Michaels. Not that he couldn't learn from Shawn in different ways, but uh, has to? No, uh, I don't no, think so. Duh. Like I said, there's a time and a place where the industry passes someone by in any career. Right. Right. And there's people like, yes, 
for certain people, the steps are you go to NXT, you kind of get in the, it helps you learn the machine, and then you move up. But they didn't make AJ Styles do it. AJ Styles went to the main roster with Nakamura. So Nakamura went, didn't he? Yeah, Nakamura went to NXT. But like, you know, like, no. Kenny Omega's got the proven thing. And if you think for a minute that that Tony's going to let Kenny walk out the door, then I'm sorry. Anyhow, I see any Tony keeping him there any way he can by offering him, you know, hey, I'll pay you this salary and you get this percentage of the gates of where, you know, wherever we go. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if he goes, he goes. I don't care, right? I mean, I grew up in the business where that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They would go back and forth on a regular basis. Great. Okay. So he goes to there. Maybe FTR goes there. Young Bucks go there. Well, guess what, people? You're in the same boat you were about three years ago. Somebody's not going to get used. Right. Well, so, I'm just saying, just because he's in the E doesn't mean he's going to get used. Well, right. And also, like, you know, back to the comment, you know, like, the people that are saying this stuff try to act like they're impartial and they have an opinion when all they're doing is they're the mouthpiece of what whoever's paying the bill. You know? Um, and... Like you said, Brian, if he goes, he goes. I highly see. I bet you Cody Rhodes, like Cody Rhodes will get in whatever moment here at WrestleMania, and then he'll be gone out the door within two years. Back to AEW or whatever. You know, like, it's just, you know, one thing talent has seen is they don't have to sit around on a, on a roster and just sit there. They can be like, you know what? I kind of want to go over here and see what's going on. I'll be back, maybe, one day. I can understand if they were to say, hey, Joey Janela, former AEW standout, headed towards uh, WWE. I would understand if somebody said, hey, he should probably do some time in NXT. Marco Stunt. NXT, yeah, right, right, Um, (laughs) Luchasaurus, maybe. Even though I like Luchasaurus, maybe. I don't know. Yes. But yes. like Kenny Omega. For crying out loud, let's let's think about this for a second. There's a guy that is literally done everything outside of what you can do in WWE. IWGP, AEW, Impact Wrestling, AAA. And we're not just talking like great matches. We're talking carried the brands, the companies on his shoulders. Impact got a huge benefit by having Kenny Omega as champion, even for the brief time that he was. It drew in a, an incredible amount of new viewers, and we can t- we can prove this because if you go to YouTube and look at the views they had while Kenny Omega and AEW was there versus the time where he's not, there's a distinct difference, and it's in the six figures. So it's a sizable difference as far as viewership is concerned. So I don't know that I'd, I would say that ever. Like, even a younger Kenny Omega, yeah, he could have learned from Michaels, but he could have learned from Triple H on the main roster too. Back in the day, you know, before NXT was really a thing. Um, 
And I just, I never understood where that logic comes from. But to Brian's point, you know, the, we're rapidly approaching that point on two rosters now. Now, at least in AEW's camp or in their, in their pocket, so to speak, you've got Ring of Honor to kind of filter people too. So you have some place for them to go. Whether it's good or bad, I don't, I don't know yet. I mean, we haven't really seen a lot of the Ring of Honor show, but if the... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the tapings, or at least the matches they have listed for them. Um, these look like pretty solid shows. Well, from what I understand, uh, they were solid shows. Yeah. So without getting in the spoilers, apparently, like, they're supposed to be pretty good shows. Best way to put it is there's a great mixture of new and old names and some really top-level talents there. So we're not just talking, no disrespect to him, but we're not talking ROH Dark or ROH Elevation. You know, we're talking about legit Ring of Honor TV. Um, but a but WWE doesn't have that. They supposedly did when they had all the brand split and everything, but they've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, not, in, including Triple H, none of them have an idea how to actually manage brands separately. They have no clue. I mean, they've they've destroyed the brand split more times, and they keep going back to the draft concept because they claim they need to have their brands independent. But I mean, Raw and SmackDown now intermingles all the time. The titles are unified, almost all of them. It it doesn't make any damn sense. So yeah, if you go to WWE, if you're Kenny Omega, you got to be uh, super picky about what your what your contract states. Like, I hope he has the agent from hell for to fight against WWE. Because to get your contract right, I mean, we're talking treat him like a blockbuster box office draw kind of thing where he shows up very sp- select dates, very sporadic, so that he's protected. Otherwise, you're going to ruin him. Because, I mean, let's face it. Who's going to want to watch Kenny Omega versus Baron Corbin? Um, Kenny Omega could make Baron Corbin look good. So. I don't want to watch Baron Corbin, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's there's potential for, for bangers anywhere you go, but I, I don't know. Part of me really has to agree with Brian as far as the potential of just not getting used. So you better be a really, really big check. <laughs> there better be a lot of uh, amendments to that contract if I'm if I'm in Omega shoes. Well, and you gotta look. You also gotta think about like you know people are looking at Cody. Well, think about it. If Cody hadn't gotten hurt, would he have had the Russell the the Royal Rumble moment? We don't know. That's the you sad thing. I mean? Most likely, if if he hadn't gotten hurt, we may have seen the title change before. And I don't know what it would have meant then versus now. Because the bloodline when he first came back was not as hot as it is. Or I guess you could say is now. So you think about it. Like, you know. And that's the thing. Like you said, it had to be an ironclad contract. Because if you come in with a sign, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. How many times have you seen that go on? And then, oh, well, you signed a contract now. <laughs> And if I was the Young Bucks, I would I would just put a hard no on anything WWE. 
they have yet to demonstrate, they being WWE, they have yet to demonstrate that they have any concept of what it means to manage a tag team division properly. I think the Bucks would just get destroyed. That sucks. Because it's, it's an opportunity. Raw. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting here watching Raw and you're sitting there half the, like, literally, you're playing this whole thing of, like, Jimmy and Jay against each other. Yep. And at one point, all those those of us old school guys, you know, should have the president come down and go, you know what? Y'all are still champs. And either defend it or get rid of it. But no. Ooh, Chad Gable versus Cody Cody Rhodes. Mm, main event anywhere in the world. The match actually wasn't that bad. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, Cody, Cody. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like right now they're going to have him lose to Chad Gable. All right, sure. A busted open radio providing all kinds of conversation topics. Here's another one. Mark Henry talks about how he and CM Punk are outsiders in the AEW locker room. Here's a direct quote. I think that AEW is pro-AEW. CM Punk was an outsider just like I am. I'm not an original. And when the shit hits the fan, you're going to go with the people that you locked arms with in the beginning. That's just the way it is. I think that's a fair statement for him to make. I mean, CM Punk, though, had been absent of wrestling in general for seven years. I don't know if I'd call him an outsider at that point. Especially seeing that he's somebody that had confirmed that he had you know, done just about everything there was to do outside of AEW. So why wouldn't that be a positive? And why wouldn't you want to embrace him? I still question yeah, but that he's an outsider. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm sure them two aren't the only two, but they're not originals. Mm-hmm. And the mentality is you have to be an original around this place, and that's the wrong fucking mentality. Yeah. And that may very well have led to the problems with CM Punk. And no, no matter what federation or organization, or whatever, when you get that mentality that you have to be here, from here to be anything, it's it's it doesn't go well. Because we were just talking about the E, you know, sending Kenny Omega to W to NXT would be that same mentality. We don't care what you've done before you got here. I will say, Gable sold, sold that finisher better than I've seen it. a lot of people ever do. Yeah, that, that shot where he kind of goes vertical from the uh, crossroads, that was uh, that looked like it hurt a lot. <laughs> but legit, he is standing on his head. Uh, Bianca Belair wearing gear that looks very reminiscent of uh, Jade Cargill's gear. Gear. Rob must have started Raw a little bit, a uh, little bit late. Well, I was catching up on all the AEW stuff. Sorry, <laughs> you're fine. Who do you think they're going? Do you think they'll let the Damage Control lose the belts tonight? Or are they going to take that to Mania? Uh, so there's rumbling that um, we have another <coughs> potential legend returning for WrestleMania. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In uh, Trish Stratus. <coughs> so, yeah, I kind of think it's possible. Or what they could do is do the, you know, Bailey runs in, keeping Lita and Becky from winning tonight. Trish makes the save, and now we've got a, a six-woman tag at Mania. Judging from your responses, I can tell each of you are very excited about this idea. Well, I mean, I've said it before. I'm not a fan of crap like this. Yeah. Just bring the legends in for one night. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, again, you know, you want to bring in Kenny Omega, but yet instead of showcasing the talent on your roster now, you're going to just bring in legends. Yeah. Instead of let's do, you know, you got Natty Nightheart, you got all these females wrestlers, but you're going to keep, you're going to bring Lita and Trish in. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got Piper Ned. I'm scrolling through and I'm looking at the the roster on WWE. I'm just looking at WWE.com's page. And as I continue to scroll through seemingly endlessly, um, it, it strikes me as just evident that there's there's no room. Like, I, I can't fathom putting especially on a level of Kenny and the Bucks, I can't fathom right now seeing them on that roster and fitting in anywhere in a storyline. Like, literally, you'd have to... Obviously, you have to create something. That, that kind of goes without saying. But my point is, it, they just would very easily fall through the cracks, and then everybody would claim that they're underutilized and not used. But you've got... Jesus, I'm just still scrolling here. Um, <laughs> that's funny. They have a listing here on their roster page for vacant. Come on, man. That is. Kind of well, I mean, let's not bizarre. forget too that uh, they're supposedly hot after Jay White. Right. Yeah, and there's apparently a pretty good good possibility that Jay White goes to WWE. Which, look, I'm not saying he won't, but I feel like if anything, AEW is what's given him the best treatment stateside well but 
So, again, it's not so much treatment stateside. It should be where can I go to apply my craft the best. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you say about how creatively they're preparing for Jay White. You know, they've had all these meetings and, oh, man, we know what we're doing with Jay White. The problem is you don't know what the hell you're doing with 99.0% of the rest of your roster. You got it right with Roman and them. Well, to this point. And it took you, you four years right. to get there. Yeah. You, you seem to be doing okay with Cody. Yep. Not quite where I think you should be with Sammy, but you seem to know what you're doing with him. But what about the rest of them? Hmm. That's my problem. And again, Jay White's so, such a big star. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, just because he didn't start in the E or never been in the E doesn't mean he's not a big star. Somebody's about to get knocked down off that ladder. Let's do let's do an exercise here. Uh, I'm going to pick out somebody on the roster for WWE. Just going to pick out somebody. And I know Rob is kind of plugged in when it comes to WWE, and I know Brian's just recently coming back to it. So I'm just going to pick a name, and you guys see if you can tell me this wrestler's last main storyline or accomplishment this year for 2023 so far. Yeah, that's that's that's... That's kind of weird. How so? Well, I mean, and their last main storyline, you know, again, the, the E's not big into storylines. Well, they do have some, but for a lot of people, there are no storylines. And then the last big thing, you know, I've only been back since the Elimination Chamber. So, that right? Elimination Chamber? No, Rumble. I'd so, say the Chamber is probably a stronger bet because the Rumble only kind of pulled you in. It's only recently that you really picked back up as far as viewership, I think. So, um, so you know, again, uh, you know, I don't, maybe the their main storyline may not have been as big as like the, what do they call them? Stupid, uh, alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've kind of had a rinky dink storyline, but because they have no tag teams, there's nothing you can do with them. I really thought, well, you, and not because they haven't pushed tag teams, I guess. Right. would be the appropriate term, you know? So, well, conversely, let's look at let's look at AEWs. Uh, how about there's a good one. How about Ethan Page? Ethan Page most recently has <laughs> been involved with uh, the firm. And uh, has had a storyline going on with Matt Hardy. Now, how do we know about this? We know about it from Dynamite. We know about it from BTE. And we know about it from a little bit of Dark and Elevation. And even Rampage. That's 
four different shows. Five, if you count BTE. Yeah, but uh, again, though, not everybody... I mean, Ethan Page, I think, is a little bit more special than some of these other ones. Um, I would agree. He's got he's he's got a little bit more of a spotlight on him right now. Yeah. Um, so I I mean, you know, is that's just kind of a weird thing to try and nail down? Because for all we know, on main event or whatever, whatever, I'm sure they still have some Sunday show. They do. They still have a main event. They don't have superstars. Um, I don't even know where main event airs outside of the network. Yeah, I mean, they, they could, you know, maybe they got a storyline on main event. Here's Brian disproving Stan's theory in one comment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, I mean, it's not really a prove or not prove. It's, it's no, being it's... able to identify it. And Brian hasn't watched for, like he said. Really, Rumble Elimination Chamber somewhere in there is the last time before that that he had really watched WWE. Calm down, Stan. Calm well, it's, it's just it's 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 just kind of to me it's kind of hard to say. Like, do I think AEW has better storylines, if you want to call them that? Sure. Because again, a guy like Ethan Page is at least getting some type of. Um, play Alpha Academy. They, I think they had one, if I remember right now. I don't even remember who it was against, but because they haven't done anything with the Usos and the tag team titles or the tag team division itself, they're kind of hampered by that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do know they have been on TV. Do I think they've been utilized correctly? No. Because they probably should have been tag champs at one time. Right. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, here you had Street Profits come down and challenge. And you got Jay, you know, Jimmy Uso and whatever his name is from NXT. Can't remember his name ever. Solo Um, Sokoa. Yeah. So, I mean, like. You got two guys on that have the tag belts who haven't defended the tag belts in God knows how long. Yeah, I, I mean, what was the last time the Usos defended that stupid thing? Now I got to look it up because I don't know. <laughs> you know, so again, because of because the company itself doesn't know what you know, how to book, you know, much like AEW in some regards, you know, a large portion of your roster have been sitting on their butts, not doing nothing. I mean, it's the same people that said for a while that when, you know, John Moxley was Dean Ambrose, he's like, oh, he's the longest reigning U.S. champ ever when he was in the shield. Remember? But he never held, he never defended the damn thing. So yeah, of course he's the longest, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, again, let's look at uh, the Good Brothers. Before AJ got hurt, they were in the storyline with uh, um, what do you call them, people? Judgment Day. Yes, there you go. 
They win the storyline with Judgment Day, right? Mm-hmm. AJ Styles gets hurt. Next thing you know, they're back on main event to sweeten Cody Rhodes. Or House or <laughs> wherever they got the footage from. Right. Right? You know, their whole their whole push got derailed because AJ Styles went out. And again, we're not defending the tag team titles. So we don't know what to do with them. Let's let them sit on their thumbs. Right. We brought them up here to make an impact, but we're not going to use them yeah. for any kind of impact. <clears throat> no. We're not going to throw Cody Rhodes and put him in there so that he could keep the angle going while, whilst, you know, Sami Zayn is finishing up his stuff before Mania. But that's been always been the East problem. Is like you would think somebody is so big and so deep in different things, positions that they would be able to spin on a dime, and they've never been able to spin creatively on a dime on a whim. I mean, you see every they... time one of their big names goes down in the middle of a storyline, they spend the next six months going, oh, what the fuck? That's because they plan out a year in advance. I mean, what? What? how many years ago was it when, uh, I mean, it was like WrestleMania happened the next day. They're like, yep, yeah, next WrestleMania main event's going to be this and this. Sure enough, Guess what happened next WrestleMania? Yeah, was that a main event? Later. Yeah, a year later. Yeah. I'm sure AEW does it to some extent, too. But the E just, like, again, oh, yeah, we need we need to get the Good Brothers back because we got plans for them. And, oh, we can put them with AJ Styles and we can uh, throw What's-Her-Name in there and they can feud against Judgment Day. AJ Styles goes down and, oh, uh, well, crap. Um, uh, somebody got Edge's number? Anybody got Edge's number? But we're not going to give Edge any help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get Edge back up here and uh, bring his wife. Have his wife spear Rhea right before the Rumble, but don't put his wife in the wilderness Rumble. By the way, to answer your uh, question, the SmackDown tag titles were last defended January 6th. The Raw tag team titles were defended January 23rd. Against who? Uh, January 23rd was against Judgment Day, and the SmackDown titles were defended on the 6th of January against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. At a pay-per-view? SmackDown and Raw uh, consecutively. Mm-hmm. What about time before that? Uh, one second. Uh, 2020 during the Performance Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before that point, oh, wow. December 9th, 2022 against uh, the Brawling Brutes. And then December 16th against uh, Hit Row. Wow. When's the last time I'm on a pay-per-view? You know that? I'm looking. Crown Jewel? That can't be right. Wow. Crown Jewel, November 5th. Let me look that up. November 5th. Is that right? Yeesh. Was that it? No, it was, was wasn't at the Rumble, was it? <laughs> it wasn't against New Day. Let me look. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was against, against the day one. Oops. 
The Uzo meditation. <laughs> the brawling brutes. The brawling boogers. I want to say, hold on, hold on. Royal Rumble 2023. I thought they defended him at the Rumble. That wasn't that long ago, you old bastard. I know, right? Isn't that sad? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they did not. They did not defend Mm-mm. him at the Rumble. What the heck? Yeesh. That's a damn shame. If that's that's true. Wow, that's sad. November. Ooh. Ugh. Then it was against who? The Brawling Brutes. And that is Pete, Pete Dunn and, and uh, Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland. Oh, 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 so not even Sheamus. No, no, not Sheamus. So, like, one of those matches where you just know they're not going to lose. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I'd say that's yeah. a good, safe bet. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, again, I'm not going to sit there and say AEW is uh, um, any genius when it comes to storytelling, but Good Lord. Why Dude, have titles if they're not going to be defended against worthy opponents at least once in six months? On, on the topic of storylines and how AEW does it, do you think Tony Khan should be de- delegating that out to someone else? What do you mean? Should Tony Khan be turning over creative? To who? Whomever, whoever, whoever he has that could do it. Do you think he should be seeking help from other people on his uh, on his team? So I would imagine he has help. I would imagine they have creative means. But once again, he's the guy that runs the company, right? Right. I mean, until he gets stale like Vince McMahon. I mean, we never had a problem with Vince doing it when. During the Monday Night Wars. Very true. We didn't have a problem with it during the Attitude Era. And then we kind of had a problem with it because everything just got old and stale. But again, Vince's company, Vince chose to run it. Just like apparently the rumors going around now that Vince is back running it. What? No, come on. (laughs) But, you know, if, if... it's not like, I mean, if Cornette was there, right? If Cornette was on the payroll or Heyman, you let them run it. You stay the hell out of there and let them make you money. But again, with, with AEW, he has storylines. You can't tell me that uh, MJF and uh, Brian Danielson is not compelling TV. Can't tell me what they're doing with uh, Takeshka isn't interesting to watch. You can't tell me um, what uh, the acclaimed and the ass boys wasn't fun to watch. Um, I mean, okay, so they missed a couple times, but they still hit it out the ballpark. WWE does the same thing, but with the WWE, they just seem to, like, again, we're sitting on tag team titles that Right. Now, 
like the luster is off of them. There's no prestige to them. You have like wrecked an, a, a, a division on two shows because you're just sitting on them. I mean, at least AEW defends their titles on a regular basis against worthy opponents. And if they're not worthy, they at least find a way to make it make sense. I give them credit for that. Although, furthering your point, they don't really have a whole lot of times where that happens. Outside of somebody winning the odd uh, Eliminator tournament or something. But again, they find a way to make it make sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like... And one of these times we're going to actually pull the trigger on this. But again, the the eliminator things. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you beat the champ, you get a you get a rematch for the title next week or whatever it is. Right. You know they don't just come out and say, "Oh, it's non-title," all the time. Like they, you know, the majority of time when they defend these titles, they defend them. They're they're not like non-titles. On pay-per-views, most all the t- all the titles get defended. On Dark, Dynamite, Elevation, um, uh, Rampage, they get defended all the time. They don't normally just sit on titles just to sit on them. I mean, really, if, if you think about it, if the... Um, Crap, if, if uh, what do you call that goddamn group? Are we talking about the Judgment Day again? No, no, no. They, I was just saying the group you Roman can't remember. Rage. Oh, the Bloodline. Yeah. yeah, the Bloodline. I mean, I want you to think about this. <clears throat> think of how much bigger the Bloodline would have been if the Usos had been wrecking tag teams. Like legit tag teams. Like having storylines with legit tag teams. And defending them and, you know, not having outside interference or whatever. Instead of, you know, people you know just aren't going to win. I feel like when it comes to tag team wrestling, WWE hasn't gotten it since. And y'all can disagree if you want, but maybe the the 90s. There's always random pairings. There's always, you know, the tag titles are treated as an afterthought, a footnote. It's a way of breaking somebody away from their partner. It's not really used in a way that protects anybody. Versus other companies, NWA, WCW, AEW, when the tag titles are on the line, when there's something involving the tag titles, it feels like a major ordeal. Well, I mean, well, I guess the 90s would be about right. Isn't that the Attitude Era or the Monday Night Wars? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, leading in, but yes. I feel like once we got to the Attitude Era, um, well, and, and, and there could be an argument made for pretty much all the titles in wrestling at that point, kind of got made to feel like props. 
Hmm. I don't know how we got to this tangent. I'm so lost right now. You're lost. <laughs> you need a roadmap. I mean, we gotta gotta help you find your way. <laughs> well, let's see if we can bring us back to uh, back to current. Uh, we're headed towards Revolution. Um, that card is all but finalized. Let me pull it when up here. When is that? That is next Saturday. Next Saturday, March. No, this Saturday, March fifth. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sunday, March 5th. Or whenever. This coming Sunday, March 5th. This weekend. Right. Right. And here is the card. We got uh, Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho in a match where the Jericho Appreciation Society has been banned from ringside. Honestly, um, I I didn't really understand the buildup towards this match at first. And then I really liked when Starks was was really going into this segment, like, you know what? Jericho's obviously not going to take me on, so I'm moving on. And he kind of snakes his way into the match with Jericho, knowing he would do what he's going to do. Wait. Let's rewind this just a minute. Nope, you're not allowed. Like, Ricky Starks has been feuding with the Jericho Appreciation Society for a month or two? Yeah, maybe longer, maybe plural, yeah. Like, how do you not understand the buildup? I mean, because they had already done it. Like, you'd already had uh, Action Andretti and Starks. They've already they'd already lost, right? It was already done. It seemed like it was kind of a footnote. Wait, but it doesn't. Hasn't Ricky just been fighting JAS the last few weeks? Help me out here, Rob. Help me out. Here. I mean, he's been fighting him ever since he left him. Or he left, you know. He was like, never in the JS. Well, what I'm saying is, it's the first thing, he, kind of the first feud he's been having, and it's been going on for. He's working his way yeah. through the different tiers of the JAS, and now he's at Jericho. Yeah, I mean, what? I, honestly, go back what two weeks or whatever it was when Jericho was in the crowd with the mask and. Gave him the Judas effect and it cost him the title. Or not the title, but uh, cost him the shot at Jericho. Remember that? Yep, yep. I will say this. The dedication Jericho, the commitment he had to that is awesome. Because he sat in the crowd for at least 15 minutes until that segment actually started. Mm. That's pretty good. But, I mean, you should have known then that this was going to turn into a revolution match. Yeah. This was going to be a pay-per-view. At that moment, you should have been, oh, this going pay-per-view. Because the whole point of that whole uh, gauntlet was to get at Jericho. And then, of course, you know, Ricky loses, but then he turns around and fights Garcia. Which then leads us to the segment. Are we still headed towards Garcia breaking away from Jericho? Have they just pushed that um, off so they can make room for other things? Who knows? I mean, they're dealing with Ricky Starks right now, so. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it happens at Revolution. Maybe Garcia comes out and calls Jericho the match. Who knows? I, that's the joy of AEW. Sometimes that, you can never, never tell what's happening. 
Is that your official prediction? Or are you saying that that's where this no, goes? I'm just saying, who knows? He may never leave. Who knows? Who cares? It's, I mean, you brought it up. I, I'm not worried about him leaving. What's your, what's your thought on it? On which part? Garcia leaving. Yeah, I think they're pushing it off. I feel like they're stretching this one out till, till they can get Jericho clear of a few feuds that are that are building other people. Starks benefits more from this feud right now than Garcia will. Garcia's kind of already a star anyway. I feel like he's kind of but already Ricky's solidified not? himself. I feel like they're but just Ricky trying will? to do this to kind of put Ricky further up the card. Mm. Have him beat Jericho, and there you go. I thought Garcia was more on ROH anyway. I thought that as well. I thought they were going to put him over on ROH, but he does kind of make sense with uh, AEW. I mean, he he's he could be either way, I guess. So let's have it. Uh, <laughs> Brian, who are you going to pick for Jericho and Starks? Oh, Ricky, of course. Ricky. Okay. Now, is this it for this feud, or is this going to just keep going? And once again, I mean, I, who knows? Uh, depends on the reception, I guess. Depends on what they want. It depends on what they're looking at long term. So, I mean, if the match is good, I you know, I can sit and watch it a few more times. All right, next, uh, Rob. What, what, what do you think? I think that Stark wins, and then it goes on to they each go on to their next feud. Because after you beat, after Jericho loses, there's no point on him fighting the Jericho side anymore. Yeah, but what happens if Jericho says, or you know, shenanigans at play, and Jericho loses by shenanigans and says, "Well, we're going to keep going." Say shenanigans one more time. (laughs) I dare you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't like Ricky Starks winning. I would like to see Jericho do some tomfoolery, but. um, Wow. Why don't you like Ricky Starks? Yeah. I put Ricky Starks in the same category as Austin Theory. I just don't like him. Wow. Damn. Oh, my Lord. Who hurt you? Did what did Ricky do? Was it was it because he because because he made fun of MJF smelling like uh, paint thinner and ass? You can be honest. It's a safe space here, Rob. That's bad though. Why would you not like the future? <laughs> well, I guess uh, for Rob, it's just uh, not absolute. Nope. But he still picked them, though. So he knows. He's gonna have to I may not like the future, but I know where the future is going. <laughs> I'm not headed the same direction, but damn it, it's the future. <laughs> we really you know, are. I figured the... out where, where Bobby Lashley came from. He was the prototype of the Slammy Award. About as interesting as the Slammy Award, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think Ricky Starks is going to be 
is going to be victorious here. Although, oh, sorry, Stan. Who do you think? No, 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 no. It's okay. Bob. You don't have to ask me. I appreciate that. No, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Starks is probably going to get the win because they're trying to have him come out on top here. But it really wouldn't surprise me to see Jericho, as Brian put it, push, pull shenanigans and somehow make a make a victory happen here. I think they're going to push him towards a, another face run and maybe even challenging MJF. As a face? Jericho, yes. Ugh. What they're gonna are they gonna try to turn MJF face again and have Jericho be the bad guy? No, why? Why can't why can't in this day and age just have two bad guys fight? I mean, it does happen. Why do we have to flip either any of them face? Well, Jericho's the fans are gonna choose who to face. cheer from. The fans are gonna well, choose yeah, who but, to cheer from. So that's kind of my thought process there. But Jericho's not funny as a as a face. He's barely funny as a good a bad guy. You're full of shit. You like you're full you you're full of it. <laughs> the guy's hilarious. He has his moments. I'm not gonna like say he's not funny. I'm just saying he's You just said he's not funny. He's not you're really funny. No, I think you're oh you're God. just kinda you, getting you, upset you, for your boy Jericho. It's all right, buddy. You didn't chuckle when they did the whole pin thing? I mean you knew it was coming. Are you talking about the list thing, the throwback to the list? Yeah. You didn't yeah. chuckle at all. You didn't not chuckle. really. Not really. I did laugh at the fans because I think I they were expecting the him to say you just made the list. But that would have made no sense. I was laughing at the coach because I was like, ooh, that's going to hurt. Yeah, that shot he gave to Avalon where he hit the Judas effect on him. I'm like, oh, my God, he's dead. <laughs> Freaking nail to the throat. That's not good. So you don't sing Judas at all when he comes out? Never said that. I think we all know full well mm-hmm. the last time we saw an mm-hmm. AEW show that I sang along, just like anybody mm-hmm. else. See? See? That's not fair. It's a rite of passage. See? You have to sing Judas when you go to shows. Mm-hmm. You're you're still a Jericho fan. You God still like the guy. Right. I, I'm still a Jericho fan. Son of a... It's not fair, Brian. Stan likes to try to not show his sides, but we all know. Well, Stan likes to try and be the bad guy. Right? He likes what to be the guy. Sometimes. It's not in his about? nature. What are you it's even talking about? He's a, he's a good guy at heart, right? We all know. He that. couldn't be a bad guy if he tried. Thank you, Rob. Thank he, you. He can't cut the. He can't even cut the tag off his pillows. Thank you, Rob. Wow, can't even cut the tag off pillows. Okay. Thank you. Damn. Y'all are hateful. That's why you don't like bad guys. One dissenting opinion, and good God, you'd think I'd smack somebody in their face. Damn. You couldn't do that. You're not the bad yeah, guy. You're not the bad guy. <laughs> Brian <laughs> would snap him in the face and kick him in the nuts and then walk over him. Yeah, but that's just because Brian's an asshole. That's not the And point. make him decide that it was <laughs> I'm the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're helping us with this. Keep going. I know. Yeah, I'm not even really? trying keep, to either. Keep I'm like, going. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so this works. Let me get. Did I get this right? If like, if I make fun of Brian, I, it somehow proves that he has proved my point or your point. Okay, got it. No, no, it's got nothing. Like, <laughs> you generally don't like bad guys. You like more of the heels. I mean, the faces. Sorry. 
And the only one you really, like, went after was Shawn Michaels. And I have to admit, Shawn was good at being a heel. So it was easy. I think, I think when it comes to heels, I just get tired of the same old thing. Like, I like MJF a lot because he's different. And he's not really different. If you think about it, he's really just doing what a true heel should do, period. Yes. Like, all the time. And that's why I love him. But, like, there just aren't very many legit bad guys out there anymore. That's because in today's wrestling world, there aren't. Like, the line is still not the way it used to be. It's still blurred. Yeah. There's the right? cool Moxley, bad guys. Yeah. So Moxley, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Moxley, based on his opponent, either gets booed or he gets cheered. But he's not really a middle guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. not like one of these tweeners. He's technically, I guess, a face. But, you know, of course, the BCC are starting to turn bad. So, he's, I, you know. I wish I had the sound bite. I'd do the whole Matt Hardy thing. Wait! Pause the multiverse. <laughs> Explaining what a tweener is. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, I just, I, the traditional roles aren't there anymore, I don't think, for the majority of people. And that's where I have the biggest problem with it. I don't have a problem with a bad guy. I have a problem with a boring <laughs> bad guy. Like, good God. Like, for example, he's on TV right now, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to even hear what this guy has to say, thank God. Better, don't say Austin Theory. I La- swear to Lashley. God, I will hunt you down. Oh. Bobby Lashley. I, I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. I'm not saying he doesn't perform at a high level. But he is boring as hell on a microphone. He has no idea what he's doing out there when he's got that microphone in hand. He has no concept of what it is to actually make a crowd angry. Now, that's not a heel comment. That's just common sense. Yeah. Fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. I can't argue with That's that. That's like I mean, saying Elias is not going to main event at WrestleMania anytime soon. He's you're not dead. picking on him. You're just stating fact. No, not picking on him. Very true. Observable fact. Yeah, like I mean, Lashley is just not... Lashley is just not good on the, you know, talking. Mm-hmm. Although I have to admit his last run at Impact, I thought he was very entertaining. And I enjoy watching him wrestle, but, you know, I would just soon, you know, keep the microphone away from him and right. give him a manager. Let the manager speak for him. MVP was good for him. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't keep it going. Yeah. And then we got Brock versus Lashley 60. And 26 times, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bobby Lashley versus... Versus Brock's kind of getting like Rocky movies. Hold on. What? That All can't right, be right. Rocky movies are good. Um, let's see here. This one is actually going to be good. I think this will be my favorite match of the night. John Moxley against Hangman Page in a Texas death match. This match is going to be great. <laughs> he said too much blood. They haven't even started yet. He said too much blood. Robbie, um, can I go me... with death? <laughs> Someone's dead. <laughs> um, I mean, you can. It's a little dark, but yeah, this one is probably not going to be for the faint of heart. 
Um, I'm sure Paige will win. But he gonna work for it. Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be, uh, you know, Mox didn't get a chance to go on vacation. The whole thing with Punk happened, and uh, they said, hey, 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 we still need you. Come on, come on back. And so he comes back and uh, starts starts working more dates and starts doing more, pulls the title, in fact. And uh, now we're looking at potentially him finally getting his time off. I mean, Brian says he thinks it's going to be Paige, but he's going to have to earn it. Rob, I mean, what do you think of this match? I think this match is going to be sponsored by the American Red Cross. Um, <laughs> do, do they check their blood types first and just put a bucket on the outside? They're, they're just, just, they're just going to be put gross. Tubes at the, they're going to put tubes in the ring to kind of collect as much as they can. Um, it's going to be Hangman Page. And we're forget- Mox is going to get the send-off and the time-off. It's going to close the chapter of this, and then he's going to be able to you know, go off and have a little break I mean he's got to be the MVP for for AWs as far as like working his way through all of this post all out stuff don't forget your muscle man huh you don't think Brian Danielson well I mean I, I look at it from MVP. Perspective. I, I think MVP's got to go to Mox I mean look at everything he's been able to do while he was he supposed bleeds. to be on vacation all right, he well, bleeds. listen Bully Ray <laughs> Sometimes bleeding happens in fights, okay? <laughs> Stan, you're still the good guy. Don't don't try. I'm not trying to be the bad guy or good guy. I'm just just making a point. Michael Cole, know your low, know your role. All right. You didn't just do that. <laughs> <sighs> the part of Rob Hefner will now be played <laughs> by an inanimate object. Click. Jerk. Call me my The rest Cole. of the fans are like, what's new? <laughs> Ouch. Damn. <laughs> Rob Heel turned on himself. <laughs> my God. My God. He's broken in half. Okay. Uh, TNT Championship on the line as Samoa Joe defends against Wardlow. Um, I don't know where I lean on this match. I don't think. I don't think it's wise to have this match go too long. That's my first thought. I'd like to see it maybe less than 10 minutes. And uh, I don't know. I I guess Wardlow's going to win. I know that sounds like kind of a half-assed pick, but I'm not really sure what their goal here is. And I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what to expect out of this. Uh, Brian, make make it make sense, Brian. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's for, like I don't know how I can make it make sense to you. Um, he needed a haircut and probably had to leave TV for a little bit. Wardlow, that is, to get it right, and maybe his barber wasn't ready for him or something. I don't know. But I think Wardlow wins. Um, although I'd like to see Joe win, I think Wardlow's going to get the title. It's time. The world needs short hair Wardlow. <laughs> what? 
the world... Okay. The world needs short-haired Wardlow. What the world needs now. <laughs> short-haired Wardlow. <laughs> okay, Rob. He, he tried to help it make sense. Can, can you help me? It'll be Joe. I guess that's a no. Okay, he says Joe. Okay, all right. Joe. Joe. Joe, the Samoan variety. Joe. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's gonna, gonna kill, kill you. It. What the hell? Stop that. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I feel kind of like it would make sense to have uh, Joe continue his path, his dominance. Um it makes it a bigger deal when the title finally does change hands, but at the same time, if you do that, you end up having to find a role for Wardlow, and if you don't put that title on Wardlow, I feel like all that momentum will be built up with his MJF feud, and to have Samoa Joe kind of... I guess you could say stretcher him out, even though it wasn't really... wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. It's an interesting position, because Ring of Honor just started doing their TV tapings... Obviously, Joe's going to be highlighted and spotlighted through that. But it feels like Tony Khan really likes, excuse me, I have the hiccups all of a sudden, really likes uh, Samoa Joe and wants to keep him on AEW TV. I'm going back and forth, and I don't mean to, but yeah, uh, somebody's going to win. And that is why you play in the middle of the road. That's right. Mm -mm. He got a pick. Uh, I'll say Wardlow. Just, I don't know. To me, this is one of those title matches where I was like, all right, I kind of get it, but kind of don't. Eh, okay. Because I'm kind of like in the middle. I feel like uh, Samoa Joe would have a better run, more interesting run than watching Wardlow defend again. Although, I don't know what their next plan is, and that was going to be my next question. Is the is the AW TNT title... Is it changing hands too too much, or is it just right for you guys? It's a TV title. Yep. So, like, it's not even, like, an intercontinental title. Very true. It's a TV title. Now, I won't say there's not importance on it. I won't say there's not prestige behind it, whatever. But it's a TV title. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it's made to do. If it passes hands 20 times, it passes hands 20 times. I mean, that, that's kind of what that title is supposed to do. It's going to showcase who, you know, it's going to give you an opportunity to showcase somebody on TV. Like a Darby Allen or, you know, AR Fox or, you know, whoever. But that's what that title is supposed to do. It's not supposed to be up there in the same breath as your world title. It's, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was treated like the NWA TV title, but it's not. It's the low rung. And if it changes hands, it changes hands. Rob, same question. I mean, I see what Brian's saying. Because it's a, it's the title is not, def, the title is not designed to, like, 
necessarily tell a story in the way that the world title is, you know, mm-hmm. a heavyweight title. Um, it's designed to tell some kind of a story, but also develop those people that could go on to the next level. You know, I kind of see it as you've got the world title, the heavyweight title, and then you've got the all Atlantic title and then the TNT title. You know, the TNT title is kind of like that. Um, so it's it's that, it's like Brian said, it's a TV title. It's designed to change hands depending on who your up-and-comer guy is to see if they have a, they can make a shot of it, you know? So if it changes mm-hmm. hands quite often, then fine. Now, do I see it changing hands this time? No. Um, you know, um, like I think they kind of felt they were, they felt they, I think they kind of learned their lesson from the Sammy Guevara, Cody Rhodes thing. They kept flipping it back and forth, you know, but um, it's kind of the fun of that title though, because at any given moment they could say, yes, you're dropping it tonight. And it doesn't have to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I bet you if you go back and look, like uh, you know, Wikipedia or some of these sites that where you can track, you know, they'll give you like win law, you know, who won it, who lost it. Mm-hmm. I bet you a TV title probably changes more times than any other title in a promotion because again, it's designed to showcase an up and comer. Although Joe doesn't really need it, but sometimes they do, you know a big name will get a hold of it and have a stranglehold on it for a while. But it's designed for Orange Cassidy and, and Darby Allen and AR Fox and, you know, these types of people to see if they can get a glimmer of the spotlight and see how the crowd's going to react to them. Who do you think becomes the next uh, TNT champion after Joe or Wardlow? Mm. Ricky Starks. That's possible. I was gonna say you might you might be onto something with that one. That's that's actually not a bad thought. Mm-mm. I mean, I like if you're talking about titles. I think you know, like you look at AEW. I think one title that we got to talk about is the All Atlantic title. Like they gave it to Orange Cassidy, and there's yet to be built of many of of too big of a storyline to go along with it. You know what I mean? And so. <laughs> At some point, they've got to put that into prominence. I feel like the title itself is putting itself into prominence. I mean, he's had some amazing mm. matches defending that title. Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes when they, they put the title on him, like they were like, eh, we'll see what happens this week or the next week. You know, we'll take it off of him whenever. And now that he's had it, it's like, um, well, damn, we, we kind of have to keep it on him because he's – Orange Cassidy's done tremendous with that. Well, I mean, he's done a lot better than uh... – Booger or Bastard or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Booger. You mean Bastion Booger? That's funny. I don't care who you are. All right, what's next? Because we got five minutes to cover the rest. Trios Championship, House of Black and the Elite. Brian, you're first. I'm going to let you go first. You're okay. first, Dan. I was going to say the same yes. thing, Brian. I think we're going to get a shock here. I think House of Black wins. 
I guess I guess I'll go second and since Rob's gonna play my cards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I think it'll be House of Black also. I think that's I gonna think be the match that makes everybody's jaw drop, is what I think. Well yeah, so I think it's, it it has potential to be match of the night. But I think this is like if the elite hadn't uh, been stripped of the title, this is about where it would have taken place anyway. You're probably right on that. So, you know, again, I I think it was just, you know, six months into that title reign, it would have gone to House of Black anyway. Because, again, they're a natural trios. I think they make for a a better mountain to climb for a potential uh, trio to challenge them. Mm -hmm. Rob, same question. What do you think? What do you think? Well, I think it's going to be the House of Black because I think the elite's all going to WWE. So, damn, cut his mic. Just cut his (laughs) mic. Uh, next up, this one has got all kinds of question marks. We got the AEW World Tag Team Championship on the line as the Guns defend against the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and a team to be determined this Wednesday. Fatal 4-Way, uh, Rob, go first. What do you think? It's going to be the acclaimed. It's the way they can put the belts back on the acclaimed and save the Guns so the Guns don't go straight to shit. Wow. Short and to the point. Brian, what do you think? Um, so I think it'll actually probably be the last team, the unannounced team. Um, something tells me it'll be FTR. And they'll win the match but not get the titles somehow. And it'll set up with the guns and FTR for the next pay-per-view. Interesting. Okay. Um, I do agree it's going to be FTR, and I think they actually do win the titles. Interesting, though. I kind of like your idea. I'm curious how they would pull that off. Uh, Like a double pin or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We haven't seen a good one of those in a while. Yeah. Austin pins one and Dax pins the whatever the other guy. Uh, Cole. Yeah, so, you know, something like that, you know, well-timed to where the three-count hits for both or something. Hmm. Yeah, I like that idea. (laughs) If if they weren't planning on doing it before, I'd really like it if they did that. (laughs) That would be really cool. Uh, Triple threat for the women's championship. It's going to be Ruby Soho, Soraya, and Jamie Hayter. This one has future implications as far as the – storylines concerned because this is where the outsiders of the Soraya and Tony Storm are trying to woo uh, Ruby Soho away. Is this where Ruby Soho finally gets the big one and then turns heel or what do you guys think? Brian, why don't you go first? So Ruby's a plant, I think. Yep. I think Soraya gets the title and it's because of Ruby's in the match. Ooh. And, okay. I mean, they've alluded to it. To me, they've alluded to it. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they say Ruby 
is almost an original. And I think, uh, what's his name? Excalibur said something along those lines a couple yeah. of times when referring to Ruby. She's almost an original, but she's not quite an original. Well, that means she's an outsider. And, you know, I, I, I just think that, uh, it's, it's very clever that she'll get snuck into the match and she'll wind up being with Soraya and Tony. I mean, it's incredibly possible, especially when you look at how the layout has been, the teasing of all of the different, uh, dynamics. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's, that's a bad call or not. Rob, what do you think? Who's winning this one? Uh, I'd like to say Ruby Soho. But I see Conundrum, and I think it's going to end up in a DQ. Can you have a DQ finish in a triple threat? Mm-mm. I mean, I could see a non-finish, but I, I wonder how... Hmm. I don't think you can... Aren't most of them no DQ? I always thought that they were anything goes, but again, I, I'm trying to trying to figure that out. What There's about not, you, Stan? Uh, I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like Hater could end up just coming away the winner because they ha- they try to further this this potential turn to not necessarily the next pay per view, but a few dynamites down the road. I think that they would they could do it. We could have Ruby or or, or uh, Soraya end up making a switch, but I think it's really going to be Jamie Hader coming away with the title still. Maybe even a non-finish as far as the turn, though. I mean, I could see that. I don't know. I, I feel more like uh, we're probably going to see we're probably going to see Jamie Hader just barely escape with the title. I'm okay with that. I love her music. Hater's music theme song. That, that's the one where the, the little video shows Hater's going to hate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's got kind of like a march to it. So it's kind of cool. I'll be honest. I haven't really paid much attention to her uh, her theme. Pay attention to it. We'll do Stop it. looking at her butt. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Main event, Iron Man match. Brian Danielson challenges MJF for the AEW World Championship. We're in overtime now, but hey, we got to at least do the prediction for it. Uh, this, I, I do not know what to expect out of this. Part of me thinks that, you know, it makes sense to go ahead and put the title on Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and just to keep it moving. The other part of me thinks that it's too soon. I just don't know where I stand on this. Let's see. Brian helped me make sense before, so Rob, you go first. Um, just the way they built it up, um, they've done a masterful job of be, having Brian Danielson being the one who has to prove himself. Mm-hmm. You know that MJF gets just to play the heel and the nope, nope. You know, just like he did. Um. With others, oh, you're not there yet. Oh, you know, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you and this and that. And so I feel like 
albeit maybe brief, it's going to be Danielson for the win. Hmm. And we'll close out our predictions with Brian. I'm, I'm not answering it. This one literally is going to rip the heart out of me. Really? Mm-hmm. You're that that interested in, in this matchup, can't pick a winner. Well, so I could pick one. However, there's nobody that can dispute that Brian Danielson's not running on like the craziest fucking pace you've ever seen. For a guy that's supposed to have back problems and head problems. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got to be the best on the planet right now. And the natural, the natural thought would be for him to win. Right. But again, I do kind of agree that it's, I think it's too soon to take it off in JF. What a good problem to have, by the way. Two great candidates yeah. for champ. I mean, WWE right now, you've got one possible person that can beat Roman right now, and that's it. And if he doesn't, then what in the holy hell are you going to do? But literally, after, after Danielson, if MJF comes away as champion, you got Adam Cole. You've got anytime you want, you could have Miro. Like if, mm-hmm. you, if you booked it, I mean, there's just there's a line of contenders that makes sense. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if if they are able to pull off an Iron Man match mm-hmm. to to a caliber in my brain that I think it should be pulled off at, then there will be no dispute that MJF deserves to hold the title. Or vice versa. But the question is, who comes next? And I can only hope that when the dust is settled, whoever wins or loses gets to hear Cult of Personality to end the show. Mm. I like that you snuck that prediction in towards the end there. That's well done. That's well timed. Well, I mean, think about it. He was at the the, the show, mm-hmm. the New Japan show. Kenta is taking shots at him. He's back in the weight room and showing us videos that, or you know that stuff where he's never done it before. You know, he's he's still going on other programs, and they're like, "Look, I don't know where you're getting off calling this guy cancer. This guy's the best." You know what I mean? He's, right. He's great over here. So they, it has to be building for something, right? We all know we had fun with MJF and CM Punk the first, your first couple go rounds. Mm-hmm. Well, let's give the people what they want. That's right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this uh, this edition of Corner to Corner. Uh, we've got a lot of cool predictions here. Re- Revolution is this weekend. Of course, next week we'll be uh, here with our review and talking about uh, anything that's newsworthy. Hey, catch up with your boys on the Twitter bot at Rob Hefner C2C for Rob, at Vlad Dragul C2C for Brian, at Stan Grubb for me, and at C2C Radio Show for the show, and that's C2C Radio Show.com. For all your updates, you can even check out the archive and listen to any of our shows. And I mean any. Dating all the way back to the beginning. We've got an entire library there for you. 
if you're ever wondering what did we think of it and why. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time right here on Corner to Corner. Have a great night and a good week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.